2: So how about that Karen convoy coming through uh, Ottawa right now? How are you feeling about it? You ready to go uh, protest for your your rights and freedoms?
3: Oh, we got a little convoy. (laughs) Ain't she a beautiful sight? Um, This convoy is insane. I deleted someone on Facebook uh, because of uh, them posting a lot about this convoy. In in favor
2: of it? Yeah.
3: And I kid you not. I delete them and within five minutes, they message (laughs) me and they say, well, see you later then, Cody.
2: Were they close friends of yours? No. (laughs) Were they tracking their lists of people who were unfollowed? Like, I don't know if you could do that on Facebook. I know you can do it on Instagram, but.
3: Yeah. Can you get a notification thing attached to your Facebook? When someone deletes you? That's my question because I, I was confused. There must that be they...
0: apps
2: that you can link all of your social medias to that show you who's fo- on following on everything. I don't know. Like, I've never used one, but I'm sure there are.
3: Right. Yeah. Really I mean,
2: <laughs> I was
3: so confused. <laughs> did you I respond? was like, oh my God, are you scanning over and over again? Like, how do you know that I've deleted you? Did, did you respond? Uh, yes, I did. I. I said that um, I just can't have affiliation with someone that's uh, supporting something um, that is run by white nationalists, white supremacists. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and I was like, maybe that's not what it's about to you, to you, mm-hmm. but it is what it's about to the people supporting it. And we got into a whole like kind of back and forth, and uh, then we just stopped. Uh, eventually because I don't know I the person was um, a mother of a friend from high school uh, so it was like a very which is even weird that, what? What?
2: that they're monitoring that, that, that they're oh, okay
3: yeah they're like oh the guy from Ghost deleted me <laughs>
2: um <laughs> uh, yeah I want to get yeah. into this I do actually want to talk about this on this episode just a little bit so guys just Welcome to Paranormal. We are back. We're going to do regular stories. It's Nicolina and Cody. Cody.
0: We're here. You forgot.
2: You forgot no, I wanted you to say your name. <laughs> I thought you were going to say it and Cody Crane, as you usually do, but you didn't. You just said your first name because we're on a first name basis now. We don't need both your names. Everyone knows who you are now.
3: Mm, I, I don't like this comfortability <laughs> you have with me now. It's Cody Crane.
2: Uh, but yeah, we are obviously, we're from... We're from the great white north. We're from Canada. This is a very hot topic right now for us. And when Marie was here, we would address these things just because um, they're important to us. And I think that we need to kind of uh, not necessarily state our opinions on things too much. But I think that we need to talk about what we disagree with (laughs) just a little bit. and I think we've told everyone, like, we're we're pro-science, pro-vaccine, we're vaccinated people. Um, I also think that if you don't want to get vaccinated, that is totally your prerogative. However, not doing so, unfortunately, means that there are going to be repercussions for not doing that. And it's not against your rights and freedoms. It's just a safety measure, a health and safety measure right now because there's a lot of fucking people getting sick. And I just don't know how else to put it. I don't don't know how more clear or simple this can be explained.
3: Yeah, just, I mean, like, that's the thing. People are dying, you know, and if you don't want to get vaccinated, that's completely up to you but uh just keep people safe around you and know that like this is the thing this is the thing
2: so i mean when doug ford and justin trudeau trudeau are on the same level they're on the same like they're saying the same things like you know that it's not a political scheme like these are two guys on polar opposites of like the political spectrum and Doug Ford saying, "Hey guys, like we're not trying to lie to you. We actually do believe that vaccines will help." And Justin Trudeau is saying the same thing. It's like they're not—they're not trying to. They're both not trying to fool everyone. They—they've got completely different political agendas. So,
3: and for the love of God, don't take a shit on my (laughs) beloved Terry Fox's statue. Yeah,
2: they're taking shits and. Being belligerent in public and um just
3: taking food
0: from the taking homeless. food from
2: the homeless and honking horns like I okay peaceful protests in my understanding usually aren't a noise disturbance either like when you're gonna call yourself peaceful it usually doesn't disturb the public peace which is what you're doing when you're honking horns all day long. So you are disturbing the peace. This isn't a peaceful protest. You're being belligerent, you're being obnoxious. Like, this is not, you're, in the last few days, a lot of people who were all about this three, four days ago have been real quiet about what's happening right now that they were all pro, you know, peace and unity. And they, I don't think they wanted it to go this way, but now they don't know what else to do.
3: I will say the person that called me out for deleting Mm -hmm. them, um, I noticed that I checked back at that chat and I noticed that she has switched all of her profiles back from being supporting this convoy.
2: See, like, because they didn't. I mean, I understand. I do understand um, when people were like, "Okay, this is my this is my last chance of of being heard. And or this is what I feel, I you know, this is my my chance to get heard for like being not having to get the vaccine. So I'm going to rally behind this because it seems like the most viable option for me to get my voice heard. However, that desperation to be part of that group of people, no matter what they were affiliated with, unfortunately, kind of backfired. Like it's just you, you, when you said, like, oh, this isn't about white supremacy, this is, like, ooh, when you got that as the undercurrent of the issue, it's kind of hard to get over it.
3: I, I will say, too, I've done my research here, and uh, it was m- from my understanding that a lot of uh, juggalos <laughs> like to hide out on Parliament Hill and <laughs> hang out there, and they're not allowed anymore. Oh,
1: no, the it's- juggalos have been displaced? <laughs>
3: All of the Juggalos had to <gasps> find new spots. I think they're under bridges now. They're like rolling it's, dice in alleyways. I don't know. That's really
2: funny you brought that up because I started re-watching Baskets last night. Um,
3: oh my God, I, I just, I finished it. I just So I
2: watched it. it when it first came out and then it was, I loved it so much and I watched the Juggalo episode last night and I was just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you. <laughs> these people are real and like do this all the time but yeah baskets yeah i
3: i dated someone and i found out that they were like a huge fan of insane clown posse and i found it like halfway through the relationship and i was like what like they weren't meaning they
2: dressed up like as a juggalo
3: well i i never saw them do it and i had no uh confirm or deny on that so i don't know whether I like are you a juggler even if you don't dress up that's the question out there that we need to pose to the audience because maybe I accidentally dated a juggler. I don't know
2: you intentionally dated a juggler. don't don't get it twisted yeah
3: you were I thought they were just a regular clown
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh well that conversation took a pivot um
3: but uh we need to make it light in here <laughs>
2: I do want to make fucking I,
3: soundboard for an applause.
2: I do want to make it light. I don't want to get heavy on on this because I I think that it's um it's just it's unfortunate because I do have friends in Ottawa. They're kind of just like yo, this is kind of fucked up. But like, what are we supposed to do? And then recently, I've been seeing people like lawyers step in and be like, "Hey, how do we how do we fight back?" and get money back for these businesses uh, like that have been shut down during this. Like, this is like, do we, you know, sue like GoFundMe for even funding this and all of that. So we'll see how this all unravels. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like there's got to be something in the stars that give us some inclination as to what's going on. I feel like we need an astrologer here. To just, like, explain, like, Jupiter's gone conjunct conjunct Uranus, and this is why this is all happening, and... Do
3: you what? say Jupiter has gingivitis? Yes.
2: <laughs> Jupiter has gingivitis. It's
0: serious.
2: <laughs> um, um,
3: Speaking of the stars in astrology... Yes. Is this a good segue? This is
2: the, the segue, yes. Yep, let's do it.
3: We got horoscopes. We
2: got horoscopes. Let's do it. So, you go first. I think I went first last time. Okay. Okay.
3: So, Leo, Mm
2: -hmm.
3: emotions run high today (laughs) Mm. as a love partner calls on you to discuss some troubles. Mm. These don't directly concern you, but you'd still like to see them straightened out as you tend to feel helpless when someone you care about is upset. At times like this, it's really best to listen rather than try to give advice. Your partner probably just needs to talk it out. Be patient and all will be well.
2: I mean, not, I mean, okay. So my partner actually has had like a terrible migraine the last two days And uh, woke up being like, I think I got to go to the hospital. It's that bad because he he does suffer from like severe migraines. So they he has to go to the hospital when it gets that bad and they give him a shot for it. Um, But he he didn't go. Uh, But he did wake up being like, I got to stay home. This isn't good. It's not getting better. Blah, blah. blah. And I was just kind of like, I don't know what to do, but that sucks. And um, like, I'll make you some food. I don't know. That's pretty much, doesn't really relate to like anything other than like that. I don't know. Well,
3: with someone with a migraine, you want to listen. Listen more and not because talk. Exactly. Talk, that's my thought. Yeah. Yeah. It'll affect the migraine. Well,
2: precisely. So I just kind of tried to stay as quiet as possible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the only relatable part of that. I don't know if it was like, uh, there wasn't a lot of issues to confront but that's somewhat true i guess
3: i i think it's 100%
2: true yeah you think it was 100% it. dead on eh right. you're
3: downplaying this <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay all right um so libra love matters may seem to be far worse than they really are libra emotion runs high as your current love interest seems preoccupied and uncommunicative however it wouldn't be a good idea to let your insecurities get the best of you and lash out. Your partner's heart is with you, though the mind is on another matter. Family or career problems are getting in the way of your enjoyment of each other. Bite your tongue, be patient, and hang in there. Wow. Wow, is that true?
3: Yeah. Is it? Things are on the rocks right now.
2: <laughs> Between who? You and uh, Damien?
3: Yeah. <laughs> Um. No. Like. I mean. If you were to think about it, I guess. I. Uh. No.
2: No. Not <laughs> at all. eh?
3: Well, I'm not in a relationship. I'm not seeing anyone.
2: You're not talking to anyone regularly.
3: I mean, I talk to everybody. I
2: know you talk to. You have a lot of. Reg- a, You've got I'm a lot the, of regulars.
3: <laughs> I'm a little social butterfly.
2: <laughs> but in terms of like a love interest that's like
3: right yeah i I don't think um i mean the first part was that your love life isn't as bad as you think it is yeah that yep yeah that. well maybe maybe i'll have a love interest then maybe <laughs> maybe it's someone that you go- maybe think?
2: one of your regulars is gonna come around and become uh more of a of a paid customer
3: Oh my god, I can start making money off this. <laughs> well, <laughs> it sounds to me like it's a good thing I don't have a love interest right now because we would be pretty rocky right now. Yeah, that's a good way. To, time.
2: That's a good way to look at it. Mhm. Mhm. That's fair.
3: Don't Don't look at me like you're sad.
2: I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I just have a headache. Um,
3: <laughs> oh god.
2: Uh no, I I think Sometimes when I read my horoscope, I'm like, well, thank God that that's not happening. Because if it was, I wouldn't be doing very well, would I? So.
3: (laughs) I wouldn't like that one bit. No.
2: Thank God I'm single right now. (laughs) I'd be going through a horrible breakup if I wasn't. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Wow. Well, I mean.
3: Seems like my love life is better than I thought.
2: There you go. All right. So, I mean, those horoscopes work kind of bunk i'm gonna be honest whoa they weren't our best we've we've had some pretty good ones on here but that those that wasn't that wasn't our best
3: yeah that was hard that was a big swing for the horoscope to assume that all libras are in a relationship (laughs) it
2: really was (laughs) i like when they do that when they're just like yeah your business problems are gonna like since when was i an entrepreneur like when did i become some sort of like (laughs) Warren Buffett that I'm concerned about my stocks like what is happening <laughs> <laughs>
3: you missed one of the horoscopes that got you a business that's the problem
2: that's what I did I forgot I didn't pick up on that opportunity the the world tried to manifest it for me and I just ignored the signs
3: I feel like uh, most of the time Libra ones are relationship like I feel like it's been they more are than because once they're
2: the sign ruled by Venus which is love
3: yeah everyone's in love with me
2: mm-hmm So yeah, I do find that Libra stuff does tend to be revolving around relationships and love because I, most Libras I know that's like love and relationships are the, one of the most important parts of their like existence. Like when they don't have, when they're not, and I, I don't think it's, I think, don't think that's you. I just think that a lot of ones that I know, if they're not in love or they don't have attachments, they feel very not complete. I'm dying. Yeah, there you go. You're dying. Uh speaking of, did you have any results from your uh cardiology appointment or cardiologist appointment?
3: Well, I'll tell you this much on uh Monday I go in for a um Fuck, why am I forgetting this every single week? What it's called? <laughs> They're going to check if I have a baby. Um and <laughs> an ultrasound. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Monday I go in they're going to check if I have a baby and maybe that's affecting my kidneys who knows or liver. That could it's do liver. It. Liver's my problem.
2: Your liver's the problem, yeah. So okay, um, so Monday is when you will find will know.
3: Y- yeah. And then um I wrote down it's funny I wrote down the time.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh when they're going to call me, but I didn't write and <laughs> I wrote down February, but I didn't write down what day for the <laughs> cardiologist appointment. Oh. So I just <laughs> have the time.
2: Great! It could be any day. Yeah, but so you're just gonna show up at that same time every single day.
3: Yeah, and one of them's mm-hmm. gonna be right because I'm too awkward to call and say I didn't write. Like I don't want them to think bad of me. I want mm. them to think highly of me at the cardiologist. So I need to.
2: <laughs> the, it, I mean, of all the things that are of a Libra quality, that that resonates <laughs> for sure. I don't want to confront the. Administrative person at the doctor's office and ask them and have to repeat themselves.
3: Honestly, the administration at the cardiologist is my closest thing to a love life right now. So <laughs> I need your them. heart doctor is yeah. the
2: closest thing.
3: To- I need them thinking highly of me.
2: <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, well, I got some test results back. Um, so I too had an ultrasound. Um. I had a pelvic ultrasound. Pregnant. And, and no, I am not prego. Let's start I, the rumors.
3: Rumor mill. Reddit. Reddit,
2: comes through. Yep, here we go. Uh, No, not pregnant. Um, I was getting t- checked for uterine cancer. Um.
3: Oh my God. Why'd you let me make a joke? I'm sorry.
2: Luckily, everything's clear. Good. Yeah, because if it wasn't, this would have been a very difficult (laughs) conversation. Um, Yeah, everything's clear on that. Um, I do. I am still getting checked for cervical cancer as well. Um, But the the bit I thought it was. I thought it was the other one. It's not. It may just be a very, very, very bad bladder infection that has like ruined my life uh, over the last few months. So I've taken two doses of antibiotics for this mother licking bladder infection, and it still isn't going away fully. So we've done a ton of other tests to see if it's something underlying. And so far, it has come back negative to other underlying issues. So...
3: Well, let's hope here because people will cycle back to this episode and call me an asshole. They will. So Mm -hmm. that's what I'm worried about is what the audience will think of me (laughs) if you have this.
2: Well, fingers crossed. uh, Everything's okay. Um, And so far, so good. So one result came back as good and I'm happy about it. I feel relieved The reason why I was concerned with it as well is because I actually have um, my great nona had uh, uterine cancer, so your likelihood of uterine cancer is raised when you have a family history of it. So that's why I was I was getting a little worried, but um, I'm okay. Everything's okay.
3: I I like how this podcast is just turning into our health reports.
2: I know. Two, anyone gives a shit, but...
3: Two neurotic podcasters <laughs> meet every week thinking they're going to die. What will their doctor say? <laughs> Find out next week.
2: It's a great premise, okay? If someone <laughs> needs to create that podcast, go for it. I won't <laughs> claim the IP. Um, so, okay. You know, I've been doing this a lot, and I'm just going to do it again because it relates to our last episode, but... We've been getting some really kind reviews and I just wanted to read the latest one. This this person also followed followed me on TikTok. Well, followed the podcast, paranormal podcast on TikTok, TikTok. And she was like, I've been looking for you guys on TikToks, I TikTok. I've been, you know, following guys from the beginning and like you haven't been on TikTok now that you are. It's going to take you to the next level. Blah, blah. So she was just going off whatever. And then she wrote wrote this review. And I just wanted to share with everyone. Um, And it's titled My Guy. And she says, newbies, this is worth a listen. They'll have you so interested in the stories, but also cracking up with their sarcasm and humor. They bring a normal element to the weird and wonderful topics they discuss. They verbalize all the things we're all thinking, and it brings so much joy to my week. Seriously, the two of you crack me up. Yesterday, with the "my guy" quip from Hot Dog Lady, I was crying at you. I work in a lab taking pee samples and COVID tests all day, so your podcast is one of my weekly highlights. I stumbled across it by accident. And I just know it was meant for me. Praying for so much exposure for you guys in media and television coming up. I hope it explodes for you, and you're able to do all that you want with the podcast. Um, and that's from Lauren Maxwell from. The U.S. It just says the U.S. No, no, no specifics where, but
3: yeah, we need exact at. Ad- make sure if you review us, put your exact address.
2: Exact address. We would like to send you a fruit basket, um,
3: <laughs> and we'd like everyone to send you a fruit basket. <laughs> All listeners, send fruit basket.
2: Do <laughs> exact locations. No, so uh, I really do appreciate those. Comments because sometimes I'm like, you know what? Some of our episodes they're not that scary. Like they're not they're it's paranormal, but it's it's more humor than scares. And I wonder sometimes because I know a lot of our listeners, you know, they want that they want the scary stories. And uh, sometimes we just don't fully deliver on on the scares. So I appreciate when people are like, you know what? This this is what I needed. I like the healthy dose of laughter, humor, and kind of just adding some lightheartedness to to the whole thing. So thanks for that.
3: Yeah, I, I, uh, I love this. And it was a hot topic between uh, Nicolina and I when this review came out. And I will say that <laughs> I uh, revealed to Nicolina that I completely blacked out for every episode <laughs> we record because I did not understand any of the references and i totally thought that she was just saying that i was her guy <laughs>
2: this is yes he did say yes cody did say this to me he was like i don't understand what is this sorry my dog is throwing a well, bone
0: i didn't back. say he I was don't like, what is this
2: about i don't even remember who's my guy i'm like this was like 30 minutes of the episode we talked about my guy how do you not remember
3: It was less than a week after we recorded it.
2: It was like three days later. So (laughs) Cody's just like in a fever dream every single time we record.
3: The thing was, though, too, that I wasn't trying to or like I mostly, too, wasn't like, what is this? I was making assumptions about things like I and I was just completely off every time. I was like, oh, oh, yeah, like this. and No,
2: no, (laughs) that's not what that's about. It's yeah. Anyway, so I blacked out. Uh, Don't expect Cody to remember the things that he says on this podcast. Uh, If if anyone writes a review, that'll be the only evidence of what Cody says for Cody to remember. (laughs) If he does.
3: If you make a reverence of something I did, I will not remember it one bit.
2: Good to know. Good to know. (laughs) But Uh, I will
3: remember that review forever and it will stick with my heart.
2: It's a very nice review and I'm glad that Cody kind of got his own his own little review on the podcast with that one because he's pretty much been here longer than Marie at this point. And yeah, I've uh done more
3: episodes than Marie. She's done
2: he's done more episodes. Um Marie is gonna have some big shoes to fill when she gets back.
0: Mm-hmm. And she well, knows
2: it. Yeah,
3: and they're literally size eleven shoes too. They're pretty big shoes.
2: <laughs> Marie has size four shoes. She has the smallest feet I've ever seen in my life
3: does she tip over
2: um i've never witnessed it uh i feel like she probably wouldn't vocalize it that she has ever tipped over but you never know that kind of that's not a lot of not a lot of length to be holding up a body so i don't know
3: (laughs) we have questions we have theories They'll be answered Uh, when Marie ever comes back.
2: When she comes back. I don't have a date yet. So who knows? It'll be a surprise for everybody, including (laughs) myself. Um, So I decided that I was going to do just a a, kind of a a shorter story, but it's in line with what I've been doing on TikTok, which I've taken a break from because I've been sick the last week. Um, I've had some sort of Variation of COVID or COVID-like symptoms, but so far tested negative, but I just haven't been up for uh, any TikTok stuff, but basically we had done um, some f- famous celebrity ghost stories and ghost things, so I decided to do a little bit um, uh, a- another one related to celebrities and this is actually a very old kind of, uh, not a current celebrity, but one of the kind of craziest ghost stories that I've heard related to celebrities, and that I know of. Um, so, if anyone knows who Gene Harlow is, that is the. Uh, no, Cody's looking at me like mm, I'm a I'm a millennial. I don't know that.
3: What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> Do you know who
2: Gene Harlow is? Do you want me to give you a little background on Gene Harlow? Do you know who Gene Harlow is? Well, I know she's an American actress, um, and she was, uh, like, a sex symbol back in the the 30s.
3: I haven't seen any of these movies.
2: No, of course you've never seen the movies, but she's a pretty well-known name in the Hollywood starlets back in the day.
3: I've seen every movie. (laughs) Well, she's often
2: nicknamed the Blonde Bombshell
3: by who? and
2: by the but people I don't, I don't know exactly that's my who. nickname um she was in the film industry for only nine years but she became one of hollywood's biggest movie stars uh that basically hollywood has ever endured and she's one of she's number 22 on the greatest female screen legends of classical hollywood cinema
3: where's that list off where is that Rolling you're asking Stones me questions
2: that I don't she I don't know
3: you're giving accolades that we don't have background on
2: <laughs> it's a Wikipedia article what do you want from me <laughs> she also okay she she was one of she died at the age of 26 um, along with Sharon Tate uh, who also died at 26 so there's there's a little bit of a connection here that we will kind of uncover uh, obviously you've heard of Sharon Tate mm-hmm, yes Charles mm-hmm. Manson yes 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 um so yeah this was uh this is her it was about so she she basically she had multiple uh homes that seemed to be haunted in the time that she was famous and it's odd just because she was so young like to have this many kind of Paranormal kind of events surrounding your locations uh, seems seems a little peculiar. Mm-hmm. Uh, so basically, she the first house is that she lived in was called the Westwood home. And it it was built in 1929. It was a two story uh, white stucco, single family home. Basically, her studio told her to move into a nice area And so she rented this home in the early 1930s and moved in with her parents and lived there for about four years. Then she married Paul Byrne, but she continued to rent the house, this specific house, to her parents. She married Paul Byrne in this home's living room, and her marriage to Paul Byrne was disastrous. Uh, On the second night after their honeymoon, Byrne beat her savagely in the home's downstairs bathroom, damaging her kidneys. It is rumored that Byrne was impotent or a latent homosexual. Um, So he was just, I guess, angry at the world that he wasn't able to be open with who he was. And uh, she later showed her mother what he did. And when Harlow tried to make up with Paul, he rejected her. She was in the upstairs bedroom when she heard the news that Byrne had um, actually ended up shooting and killing himself at his home. And she immediately blamed herself and tried to take her own life by swallowing an overdose of sleeping medication. After being told to leave this home by her parents, she built herself a new home where she lived for a few years before dying uh, from her damaged kidneys. So, some these are some of the manifestations that have been seen in, in this home.
3: So, so, this she died from the kidneys that burn damage?
2: Basically, yes. Yeah.
3: It's it's weird because I mean she died in 1937 so that's 5 years later, right? Yeah. Um yeah. but also like looking at her too, she she married 3 people. Like she died yeah. when she was 26. She was married she, 3 times and divorced. All of well, widowed one, but divorced the other two.
2: Yeah, she she had some some curious uh negative energy following her around. Mm. That's for sure. There's a lot of negativity happening there. so whether or not it's related to these homes is to be determined but uh, in this home so they say that the spirit of gene harlow uh, has manifested itself so on the day before this family moved into into the westwood home mrs h went upstairs her dogs followed her growling and barking at something in the upstairs bedrooms. In the hallway right outside the master bedroom, Mrs. H felt an unseen presence and heard somebody softly whisper in her ear, please help me. On their first night in their new home, Mr. and Mrs. H were lying in bed when some unseen heavy object struck their bed three times. Some unseen presence wanted to be noticed or communicate with these nice people who had fixed up the house, even though they were sleeping in her room. Mrs. H addressed the unseen presence saying, you're welcome. How do you do? We've got to get some sleep. We're very tired and need to get some sleep. So please let us be. Which seemed to make the presence cease uh, communication at the time. Then there was visual activity in the home. The lights in the kitchen would go on and off by themselves. While walking through the living room, Mrs. H saw a strange formless light in an outline form floating above her near the ceiling then there was auditory activity in the corner of the living room near the mailbox mrs h and her aunt had heard the heavy heartbreaking sobs of a woman the hairs on mrs H's arms stood up and she felt terribly sad sometimes a weird uneasy feeling can overcome a person in the downstairs bathroom a light knocking at the front door can be heard but no one is ever there. And then tactile and olfactory activity is also found in the house. Cold spots can be felt in the kitchen, the downstairs area, and the upstairs bedrooms. Unexplained wind drafts have been felt throughout the house, especially in the kitchen and upstairs bedrooms. The strong smell of a woman's perfume can be smelled in the children's bedrooms upstairs. There has been uh, dreams. People have had dreams while being there. So both Mr. and Mrs. H were warned in a dream of a faulty, dangerous wall light in the upstairs bathroom. Both saw a clear vision of the bathtub full of water and bubbles. A hand from the bathtub switches on the light receives a terrible shock and withers. They called obviously an electrician and he was horrified to find that an outdated, assuming, uh, What's it called? Knob and tube light switch was left inside the bathroom and promptly uh, put in a safe one. So they were warned through their dreams of this of this specific light in this home. So that was that house. That was the Westwood home. Now, this is Gene Harlow's home with Paul Byrne, which is notoriously been known as as being haunted as well. So. In the high hills above Los Angeles, nestled in the trees of Benedict Canyon, sits a 1930 Craftsman-style house that was once home to one of Hollywood's biggest stars. From the outside, its stone stairways, honeycomb glass windows, and towering turret make the house look as if it were plucked from a fairy tale movie set. But the true story of 9820 Eastern Drive is exactly the opposite. Commonly referred to as the Harlow Burn House. The home gets its name from the original owners, actress Jean Harlow, and her husband, movie producer, Paul Byrne. The couple was married for just two months before tragedy struck, on September 5th, 1932. Paul Byrne was found dead with a single gunshot wound to the head and a 38 caliber revolver in his hand. His body was discovered by house staff, who, rather than calling the police, immediately contacted executives at MGM, the studio where Byrne worked. If someone calls my employer when they find me dead, I'm going to be like, guys, no, they don't. That's not the first people you need to warn. But okay, Yeah. He's not going to make it into work today. You better.
3: They better call me.
2: Yeah. They better call Cody if they find me. So. Though his death was uh, ultimately ruled a suicide by police, many, including some of Byrne's colleagues in the film industry, believe he was actually murdered and that the studio covered it up to save Harlow's career. Whichever the case, Byrne wouldn't be the last owner of the home to suffer an untimely death. In 1963, the house was sold to celebrity hairstylist Jay Sebring, who a year later began dating aspiring actress Sharon Tate. Though the couple eventually split, they remained extremely close friends until, tragically, on the night of August 8, 1969, they were murdered by members of the Manson family cult. Sebring, along with Coffee Harris' Abigail Folger and her boyfriend screenwriter Wojik Frykowski, had been staying with Tate, who was eight months pregnant, at the 1500 Celo Drive home she and husband Roman Polanski were renting at the time. And while the horrific events that night did not take place at the Harlow Burn House, an alleged interview with Tate from the year before her death suggests a chilling connection to the home.
3: I do want to point out something I never noticed. Uh, Mm. Coffee Harris Mm -hmm. and Abigail Folger. Yes. Folger's Coffee.
2: Yes, that's it. That's the the one. Crack the case. Crack the case, Cody. Wow. So... (laughs) In 1970, Fate magazine published an article titled Sharon Tate's Preview of Murder, which included an interview between Tate and journalist Dick Kleiner. In the interview, Tate recalls an eerie encounter that happened one night while she was staying alone at Sebring's house. According to the story, right before Sharon fell in love with Roman in 1966, she was spending the night alone in Jay's mansion. She was trying to sleep in Jay's master bedroom. Overwhelmed with an uneasy feeling of a strong unseen presence, she jumped at every noise as she lay on the bed with the lights on. Suddenly, an apparition of a creepy little man scuttled into the bedroom. Sharon recognized the ghost to be of Paul Byrne, who totally ignored her, so intent in his mission to find some unknown thing. Sharon quickly threw on her robe and left the room in a hurry only to find a more frightening sight on the staircase leading down the first floor. About halfway down the staircase, she saw a ghostly form who was tied to the posts with its throat cut. Racing past this ghostly scene, she hurried into the living room, trying to find where Jay kept his liquor, as she was feeling the need for a drink. When she couldn't find anything, she suddenly got a strong urge to push on one of the bookcases, which revealed the sought-after bar. Shaking with fright by this time, she poured herself a drink to steady her nerves. She suddenly got another urge to tear away the wallpaper along the base of the bar, revealing a solid copper base. She then walked back up the stairs past the ghastly apparition on the stairs, past the little man who was now pacing the hallway back to her bed where she crashed. The next morning, she thought she had a terrible dream, but realized that. She went to bed, yeah, she had medicated, I guess. I'd be fucking out of there, that's for sure.
3: It's like, ah, you'll pace back and forth. At least I'm not wearing the throat cut post.
2: Ooh, that's fucking <laughs> creepy as hell. Oh, my God. So she thought it was all a dream and then realized it had all, all happened when she saw that the cop-based bar and the wallpaper had been actually removed. So she she knew she had done that. So they think that some entity... Perhaps Harlow, perhaps one of the people that had drowned in the pool, so two other people had also drowned in this house in the pool, um, were trying to warn Sharon or give her a preview of her own ghastly fate. And then obviously in 1969, after she married Roman and was almost nine months pregnant, she and Jay were together at Sharon and Roman's mansion. Roman was away directing a film. And then the Manson family invaded the home and Jay tried, died trying to defend Sharon and Sharon suffered a ghastly death like she saw on the stairs that night at Jay's home.
3: Oh.
2: Um. So the next owner who bought the house from Jay Sebring in the 1970s said that he and his wife had never had any paranormal experiences while living there. And that, but the creepy coincidences are impossible to ignore. In addition to the unexplained deaths of Byrne and Sebring, their partners, Harlow and Tate, two actresses who captivated Hollywood, both died at the young age of 26. Who, uh,
3: but uh, who reported that Sharon Tate saw these things? That's my uh, this, this
2: journalist wrote uh, Dick, Dick Klein. Uh, oh, Dick his... Kleiner. Yeah, that guy. So she reported it to Fate Magazine. So in an article by Fate Magazine had published this by journalist Dick Kleiner.
3: Right, okay, and now they're making this connection.
2: Exactly, yes. Other owners of the house since have reported numerous paranormal happenings there, the most commonly being sightings um, of both Byrne and Harlow. It is all a truly strange account from this normally affluent and upscale area, and one wonders just what to make of it all. Is there anything to this house and does it have some special sinister quality to it? Is this house haunted or cursed? Is it all tall tales and urban legends twisting real life history to be something more paranormal? Whatever the case may be, the Harlow House still stands there drawing in stories and keeping its secrets close. So, that's uh I'm sure there's more to to this Harlow House for those who have actually lived there and experienced it, but Basically, a lot of people have died, have died uh, that have been in, in in a very not nice way. Who have been attributed to or lived in this home?
3: Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I guess I guess so. I didn't. I was wondering what the connection would be to uh,
2: Sharon, Tate, Sharon and Tate, the Manson murders. Yeah, I
3: thought you had it early on. I was like, okay, that's a small connection, but no,
2: no, it's quite a big connection yeah. actually. Yeah. Yeah.
3: It kept going.
2: It did keep going. In a ghastly way. Yeah, but like, imagine you've seen this image, this little creepy man leading you through his home, bringing you to this fucking massacre on the stairwell.
3: How did this little creepy man marry the blonde bombshell?
2: I mean, I think that happened a lot back then.
3: Yeah, that's true. It's all pretty gruesome what you dropped on me today.
2: Yeah, I just find it odd, too. Like, why Why were both actresses 26 related to this place? And both Byrne and Sebring died as well in a not a nice way. Like, if Harlow killed Byrne, like, if that was the case... Then was there, was that the negative energy that just continued to manifest? Or was there already a negative energy in the house? And that's why Byrne shot himself? Like, we, you don't know. We don't know.
3: A lot of questions, a lot of mysteries. Lot of, but I did. A lot of mysteries. I did here. solve it when I got down to Folger's Coffee.
2: <laughs> yeah, you solved, you cracked the case.
3: Yeah, I did. I did actually,
2: you know what? I did actually
3: crack this case. I don't think there's anything.
2: Uh... It's actually just. Folgers. They mm. did it all.
3: This is, yeah, it was a whole advertisement scheme. I take the
0: watch to a and they tell
2: me Oh, okay. Oh my
3: god, awesome. a ghost just turned on your <laughs> TV. <It's
0: real. laughs> One second,
3: and let me really turn that off. And at least tell me the truth. That's what you want and we're, we're both twenty six
2: <laughs> What just happened?
3: A ghost literally Turned on your tv right now you see you you bring this bad energy to both of us by talking about this
2: what was that (laughs) my tv just decided to start telling the lady was just saying i want to know the truth i need to know the truth (laughs) over and over again
3: i guess i didn't crack the case
2: i guess not so i don't know what's going on with those two um Sharon and uh, Harlow died pretty. I mean, at least Harlow kind of died of something natural, but.
3: No, it's not I natural. It was or...
2: Caused by somebody else.
3: Yeah, her kidneys failed from someone. <laughs> from beating a beating. But, I mean, five years later. But hospitals were oh, not good back then. Yeah, she
2: got a good five years in her.
3: Yeah. Hospitals aren't good back then, so.
2: Some claim that. Her mother refused to call a doctor because she was a christian scientist or and or Harlow decided that she would decline hospital treatment or surgery.
3: What's really interesting and weird about it is when you go onto to gene Harlow's Wikipedia, it has yeah. a website link to geneharlow dot com
2: oh which
3: it just has biography, filmography, little about oh, page. Okay. I just found that interesting for someone that died before the internet. Before the internet? Yeah.
0: You think she
2: put it together after she died? Yeah. Yeah. Just like, That's all I'm saying. Get working on my digital marketing, please. Let's
3: see where uh, the payments for these merch stores go f- to. That's all I'm <laughs> saying. Maybe some ghost bank accounts. All right. I'm thinking Folgers Coffee, personally
2: that's who's been funding Fulges Coffee this entire time. The ghost of Gene Harlow.
3: Mm Mm-hmm. It's a whole licensing thing here. Oh, Mm -hmm. you can email them. Your name. I'll get to the bottom of this. I'll email them. (laughs)
2: We'll report back on this. Uh, Cody's on the case. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's got to be a segment now. Cody's on the case.
3: I would love to solve something.
2: Oh, my God. In life. I would love that, too.
3: I'd love to just, you know, get to the bottom of it. Anything, really. <laughs> Small case, I don't care. Yeah, I'll get to the bottom. I don't
2: care anything. Like, yeah. Like, can I get an example of, of, yeah. of what could be a mystery that you would like to solve?
3: Who took a shit on the Terry Fox statue? I'll get to the bottom of it. Small You'll get case. to the bottom
2: of that. All right. Yeah. Now, where, yep, we're going to figure it out.
3: Where'd my pencils go? Yeah, get to the bottom of it. <laughs> i like to just solve something, you know? I haven't even solved anything like that. So, (laughs) I think I could get to the bottom of something.
2: You think you could find out if uh, Gene Harlow killed uh, Burn or whatever?
3: Pretty big one to start with, really. That's a big
2: one. That's a big
3: one. uh, i get to the bottom of it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'll email uh,
3: geneharlow.com here. Yeah, you'll see.
2: Yes. Whoever's behind that website knows for sure.
3: Yeah, that's where you (laughs) would start. So, I guess I'll get to the bottom of it.
2: So okay, we we'll we'll do some fuck Mary kills uh to round out this episode.
3: <laughs> some Aquarius. It's,
2: it's Aquarius season. I've got a theme for mine this this time around.
3: Do you want to start?
2: I'll start since I have a theme. Okay. So, I'm doing uh like early two thousands famous female singers.
3: Okay. Early two thousands.
2: Maybe late nineties, early two thousands.
3: Well, you better make a choice.
2: Well, they're famous female singers from like uh, our high school days.
3: Yeah, I got some hopes here, some dreams. Okay.
2: Okay. All right. So we've got Alicia Keys.
3: Mm-hmm. That's like, that's an early 2000s to mid.
2: Yeah. I mean, she was around for a while.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I guess. But like, do you know anything other than Fallen?
2: Yeah. Not off the top of my head, but yeah, Girl on Fire. Well, that was recent. Yeah, that's recent as well. That was like 10 years ago. It's not that recent.
3: Empire State of Mind. But I'm saying that's mid-2000s.
2: Yeah, but she didn't start there. 2010s. She... Okay. Well, okay. These.
3: Sorry, I just have a lot of Alicia Keys factoids. I guess so. around this big old brain of mine.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so Alicia Keys, Shakira.
3: Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dirty laundry, br- I had that C D.
2: <laughs> and Brandy.
3: And Brandy.
2: Mm-hmm. She's the oldest of them all, obviously.
3: Yeah, I don't know Brandy too well, actually. Like I know what? of Brandy. The boy
2: is mine? Come on.
3: Yeah, I know that song. I thought you were gonna do Kelly Rowland, so
2: No, I didn't think she was significant. She wasn't like a sing she wasn't a Really, she, I mean, she had kind of her own career for a bit, but
3: I thought that Kelly Rowland was going to be the one to break out. I put a lot of money down on that. No,
2: you didn't.
3: I did. Her first single, yeah, it was
2: bumping. Bumping, eh?
3: Yeah, I thought she the had. The one it. with Nelly? Well, there's Dilemma, <gasps> of course. And then she had another one. I remember the music video was like outside of high school or something.
2: I, I, do not can't think of what it was called. Her it's called it's, well. it's a banger i can't remember how it
3: goes but i know it's a banger
2: okay. all right well i went with brandy because i remember brandy more
3: mm-hmm. brandy's dead right is that right no okay
2: <laughs> oh my god no so I'm pretty sure and I could be wrong and I might have to take this out but Brandy is related to Ray J the one who had the sex tape with Kim Kardashian right that's her brother
3: okay Mm
2: mm-hmm yeah siblings Ray J I'm correct
3: which he's only known for the sex tape I don't know
2: yeah she that's all we know him for
3: um okay so we had Shakira
2: You had Shakira Brandy. We had Brandy, and we have Alicia Keys.
3: I mean, I think because Brandy's so like, I don't know a lot about Brandy.
2: Okay, that's fair.
3: So Brandy has to go. I I I already emotionally thought she died. So
2: (laughs) (laughs) that's totally that's that's fair.
3: Um, I I emotionally got over it. So it's happening.
2: Mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm. Um and then you have to marry Alicia Keys. Okay. Okay. Mhm. And then
2: sleep with Shakira. Sleep I with like her. how you always like you're like I can't. I'm not gonna say fuck.
3: Yeah. I'm a gentleman.
1: Make, <laughs> I a love, to make love to
2: Shakira
3: make love to
2: Shakira. Make whoopee. <laughs> I agree with your selections. I don't have anything against them.
3: Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean we're on
2: the same page on that one.
3: Yeah, I uh I like I'm obviously I've mentioned I'm a fan of the voice, so I've seen some Alicia Keys.
2: Yeah.
3: I've seen the personality. Right. The voice is about the coaches, it's not about the people.
2: Okay, so if I swapped out Brandy with Kelly Rowland, though, what would you do? Well now we're talking. Okay. Yeah? Okay. <laughs> All right.
3: Well, now we would have to come to some decisions.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. There'd be some hard choices to be made.
3: I like the fact that I I think Kelly Rowland's still doing stuff. I think she has, like, a business or something. Like, I think she made investments. I, I think she has stuff going. But I like the fact that I could date Kelly Rowland and people just probably wouldn't recognize her.
2: Okay. Yeah. All right.
3: And... But am I going to take out... No, I've already... You know what? I've already committed to loving Alicia Keys. Like, I married her. I can't divorce You're now. Married. So, yeah. I mean...
2: But would you swap out Shakira?
3: No, I couldn't swap no, out
2: Shakira. No, Shakira's the one.
3: Shakira was uh CD of mine. I remember yeah. uh, for Christmas. Although, Kelly Rowland was a part of that, too. Because I remember Christmas, uh, 2001, I got... Dirty Laundry from by Shakira. I got Nellyville, the Nelly CD that has Dilemma on it. I had
2: that as well. I did have that. The, I had a Shanti CD though as
3: well as well. Well, I got Shakira, Nelly, uh, uh Avril Lavigne and Pink. I got those 4 CDs for Christmas. Oh,
2: that's quite the collection. Mm-hmm.
3: And they were all individually wrapped and my mom let me open them the day before one by Christmas. One? All wow. Over. So that was a pretty big year for me, I have to say. My
2: my big CD year was, well, my dad, uh, my parents aren't together. And he went out of a limb and got me the Limp Biscuit CD, the oh. S Club 7 CD, oh, yeah. and the new Backstreet Boys CD. Those are the three.
3: <laughs> he was like, uh, she's kind of like one of them.
2: <laughs> yeah, but he knew my mom wouldn't get me the Limp Biscuit CD, so he got that for me. I, like... One song, like there was no need for me to have their entire c d which but, oh,
3: was this the, um, lucky. oh, it's the older one, okay,
2: yeah, the first one
3: he didn't get you like uh chocolate starfish and the hot dog flavored water,
2: no, 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 <laughs> but I like the mix there was like you know, we'll just appease your mother and get you an s club seven c d on top of the, yeah, play the this c d song. Yeah, <laughs> but that was a that was a big year for me too, CD wise. And then my mom got me Janet Jackson Velvet Rope, and I was like, "What the fuck am I gonna do with this?"
3: <laughs> the CDs you got were just insane.
2: Yeah, yeah, okay. Let's let's move on to All my right. Aquarians.
3: We uh, we were just enjoying the early two thousands.
2: Yeah, reminiscing.
3: Nineties, well, probably for those.
2: Uh, Yeah, that was the 90s.
3: Okay. So, what if I did a uh, kind of early 2000s, but with actors?
2: Okay. Okay.
3: Like a uh, Justin Timberlake famous actor.
2: Mm -hmm. Okay.
3: Justin Timberlake. Yep. Ashton Kutcher.
2: Ooh, okay.
3: And uh, Elijah Wood.
2: Hmm. Okay. Hmm. I'm gonna marry Ashton Kutcher.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: Mila Kunis is a Leo. I am a Leo. Oh, so they you are you know it'll work. It'll work. Didn't they it'll
3: work. didn't they split up and then come back together?
2: No, they never dated. They were always just friends through you're just thinking of the seventies show and thought that they dated. <laughs> they never dated. They were just friends throughout the seventies show. Uh and like remained friends, which is standard Aquarius style, to keep a friendship going with someone that they actually have like strong feelings for. Um and You know, I was, I was upset with Ashton Kutcher when he, he cheated on Demi Moore. I was, I was upset and I was a little bit worried for Mila Kunis when she decided that he was the one for her because I was like, hmm, this guy can't be trusted. But, uh, I think, I think they work. I think they're good. I think they're good together. So... I'm going with with Ashton for my for my marriage. I would pick him to sleep with as well, but I can't pick him for both. So.
3: Oh my God! You're gonna kill two people.
2: No, um, I will, I will sleep with. Ooh. Man, I am not attracted to Justin Timberlake.
3: Well, you had the Backstreet no, Boys, not the NSYNC CD.
2: Oh yeah, I was a I was a BSB fanatic. I NSYNC could count. Kick rocks. Um, <laughs> I was a J.C. Chavez fan or whatever. Uh, not a Justin Timberlake fan for the, the in-sinkers out there. So, but,
3: what's, so you're explaining a lot why you don't like Justin Timberlake, and it seems like you're going to pick him anyways. What do you have against Elijah Wood?
2: I mean, uh, if we're sleeping with somebody, Elijah just doesn't. Doesn't fit the bill. <laughs> Justin Timberlake, I will give it to him. He looks like he's got some moves. He's done some sexy stuff, so.
3: Well, he allow did the movie it. with Mila Kunis too.
2: He did. He did, and you know what? I liked him in that. If he was that character, I, I'd fuck him. <laughs> <laughs>
3: they they had the two at the same time, right? Ashton Kutcher had one as well. Uh, with her,
2: with her, uh, Natalie. Portman. With not her, Natalie Portman. Yeah, and it was the same premise.
3: Yeah, exact same premise. But I was a No Strings Attached fan. I wasn't in for Friends with Benefits. I know that a lot of people like that one. I saw No Strings Attached five times in theaters.
2: <laughs> in theaters.
3: I saw five. Wait, which times one was which? I don't
2: remember. Friends with Benefits was Mila Kunis.
3: Yeah.
2: And Justin Timberlake. Ashton no Kutcher. Strings Attached was Natalie Portman and Ashton Kutcher.
3: Exactly. I saw and that you one like, five times in theaters.
2: You liked that one better?
3: Yes. Well, I yeah. saw it more.
2: I liked I w- Natalie Portman and I liked her character in that one a lot. She was very reckless and relatable. Right. I like that about her. She doesn't, it wasn't, it's not her standard character. I felt like she showed a little bit of of, hu- human humility in her acting there.
3: It sounds like you're a fan of this one, too. Maybe that's what you, uh, that you're more of a no-strings-attached. Yeah. So, are you going to kill Justin Timberlake over this?
2: No, I'm going to still sleep with Justin Timberlake. Poor like Wood. Give- I'm going to kill Elijah Wood. I'm sorry. I can't. You know what? And it's just really because I fall asleep at Lord of the Rings every time I watch it.
3: (laughs) Yeah, but he's more than that.
2: Oh, I know he's more than that. I mean, he was great in Sin City.
3: Wow. Elijah Wood. Getting the cold shoulder.
2: I'm sorry. Who would you pick?
3: Um, You sleep
2: with Elijah? Yeah,
3: sure. I'll do it. Yeah? I'll or do it if him. no one else will.
2: <laughs> oh, the pity fuck. Wow.
0: It's the best kind.
2: <laughs> wow. I hope this lady's listening to this episode in her lab saying, What have I done? Yeah. This is.
3: Why did I give them confidence?
2: Yeah, why? What have I i just enabled this absolute disaster.
3: <laughs> I didn't ask for this.
2: <laughs> well, those are my picks. I don't care if you agree or not, to be honest.
3: All right, well. If- I think
2: you do agree, and you just don't want to admit you agree.
3: If you don't agree with Nicolina, then uh, leave a one-star review on the podcast. <laughs> <No>.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Guys, come on. <laughs> That showbiz baby. Come on. You know? That's just how how the cookie crumbles.
3: It's true. It's true.
2: Okay. <sighs> okay. Okay. Well, next week um we've got Lauren back.
3: That's next week?
2: That's next week. So guys, if you want readings, feel free to send them to me directly via uh, paranormal pod, our Instagram or paranormalpod. at gmail.com. Um, I will also be soliciting questions through our Instagram account. So probably sometime this week. Um, and, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll have Lauren on next week and find out, you know, if Cody and I are gonna live, die, find love,
3: that's true. My, I got a lot of questions. All of these horoscopes talking about love life. I can finally get to the
2: bottom of it. Get to the bottom of it. I've got some questions from my friends and I don't know if they're going to enjoy that I'm asking on their behalf, but I, I feel like I want to. Do you think she can do it? Do you think she can, uh...
3: Lauren said that she could answer questions for people. She doesn't even need to know who they are. Good.
2: Because we're going to find out. I'm coming for you guys. You don't even know it. All my friends that are currently single are wondering why that fuck boy is still fucking around. You're going to find out next week whether you like it or not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: That's right. We're going to get to these answers. I can't Great. wait.
2: Cool. Well, in the meantime, everyone, you just stay spooky and uh, goodbye.